Hey, and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. I'm Mike Freeman, and today we are in Acts chapter 18. Now, Acts chapter 18 is a, it's a great text. There's uh, Paul in Corinth, and then there's some travels. And then at the end of it, Paul ends up traveling more, and he ends up taking uh, two people that he met early in, his, or early in the chapter, um, uh, Priscilla and Aquila, taking them with him. And there's this interesting ministry moment when they meet another man named Apollos. And so what we have in this chapter, we have all of these different characters that are all acting out, um, striving to see the gospel go forward in some really cool ways. And so that's what I want to focus on. I want to focus on these other characters besides Paul, because we, we hear a lot about Paul throughout the text. And so let's jump in toward the end of Acts chapter 18, starting in verse 24. Here's what it says. It says, Now a man, or a Jew, excuse me, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was an eloquent man, competent in the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things concerning Jesus, though he knew only the baptism of John. Let's Let's just talk about what we know about Apollos in this moment, right? We see that he's eloquent. Now, sometimes the scripture speaks negatively about eloquence of speech, as if, and, and that's when we are just simply reliant upon our eloquence instead of reliant upon the word of God. And so there's this tension here of just being a great orator, just being a great speaker, just being an entertaining speaker with zero substance. That's not the case here because he's eloquent. And then he's competent in the scriptures. So sometimes in our world, we have people that they are able to draw a great crowd because they, their, their teaching is so dynamic and they're so eloquent and, and honestly, they're really funny and really engaging. I'm not poo-pooing that. I hope that gospel preachers are passionate and engaging. But what we have to be careful is when we divorce that from a competence in the scripture. If what we're saying is just to please people rather than to accurately and faithfully deliver the word of God, that, that is dangerous. And so we see, first of all, he's eloquent and then he's competent in the scriptures. Look at what verse 25 says. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, the gospel, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He had been instructed in the one true way to salvation. Great. This is what he's teaching. It says in the end of verse 25, and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things concerning Jesus. Now listen, he, he is eloquent and he's competent. He is instructed and he's fervent. He is excited. He is zealous. He is passionate. He, he doesn't just stand up there and, you know, guys, I, um, I think this guy Jesus has some important things that we should consider and, and maybe maybe think about. No. Listen to the gospel. Listen to this message. Jesus died. Jesus rose. Jesus reigns. This is the only way to be saved. You, you can almost imagine this man in his eloquence and in his preaching speaking accurately the things concerning Jesus. But he's missing something though he only knew the baptism of John. So he, he knows about the gospel. He knows about Jesus's death and resurrection. And he also knows that there is a forerunner, John, who had a baptism of repentance. Now that is different than Christian baptism. 
John's baptism and the, the Christian baptism, those are different things. Let's keep going. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. But when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. I love this. I, I absolutely love this. This is someone who is preaching and he's he's got he's got the core correct and he's fervent and he's he's the gospel is going forward, but he's missing something. And Priscilla and Aquila, they they, they hear this and they don't um, you know publicly call him out to his shame. They, 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 they take him aside quietly. Hey brother, here's what we hear you saying. Here's the rest of the story. Here's the, the fuller explanation. Here's the more accurate picture of the way of God. Now, there's a lot going on here. We, we see Priscilla and Aquila, they're willing to do this. They do it together. We see a, a woman engaging with a man here in a way that is uh, respectful, but also based on truth. You know, sometimes in the church, we get really nervous about roles of men and women. And, and the Bible's really clear. An elder is to be a man. There, there's not really any wiggle room around that. Yet, we, we have this engagement, this, this interaction that involves a husband and wife with this other man. Praise God. What, what a great thing to see. This seems to be respectful and loving and hope-based, assuming the best. This is just uh, an incredible picture of, of discipleship and, and discipling one another in the church. Verse 27. And when he wished to cross to Achaia, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples to welcome him. When he arrived, he greatly helped those who through grace had believed. For he powerfully refuted the Jews in public, showing by the scriptures that Christ, that Christ was Jesus. They end up propelling this man into ministry. They end up writing a letter that, that affirms that he is, he is a tried and true and trusted believer and proclaimer of the gospel. That he is a partner in the ministry. I love this. I love this story. I love the way that disciples are able to come together and, and strengthen one another for even greater gospel impact. This is almost a follow-up of, of our story talking about the Bereans. Where, where the Bereans, they examined the scripture and then they were noble because they tested what was spoken. Well, here you have another example. You have, you have Priscilla and Aquila. They, they hear what Apollos is speaking and 99% of it is spot on, but, but he's missing something. And so they go to him and they engage him and they have conversation and it's fruitful and it's productive and it leads to even greater gospel ministry. See, this is, a, this is the ancient way for our modern day today. The ancient way is that if you and I, if we are all growing in our awareness of the truth of God and our knowledge of truth, and if we're willing to be graceful in the way we engage one another, look, we won't get everything right. We have blind spots in our theology. We have portions of the scripture we have not applied and considered in the way we think about truth. But if we're willing to hear one another out and if we're brave enough and graceful enough to go to each other and say, hey, have you thought about this yet? You know what happens? Nothing but good. Humility 
and desire for truth, not willing to have an ego that says, I've got everything right and you can never correct me, let alone you as a as a woman. You, you certainly can't be part of this conversation, correct me. Look, if we're willing to all examine the scripture and let the scripture be our standard, we can grow and we can have an even greater gospel impact. What a beautiful thing. What a thing to pray for. What a thing to strive for. What a thing to desire. So let me ask you, let me ask you, listener, in your local church, maybe you're part of, part of Valley, and so you know who I am and, and we are connected, but maybe you're disconnected from Valley. Maybe you're listening to this and you're not even part of our, our uh, community at all. That's wonderful. Are you first being like the Bereans who are testing according to the scripture? And then are you being like Priscilla and Aquila? Are you willing to have grace-filled conversation around the truths that you hear being taught in your church. Go go for it. Have those conversations. Do it with uh, an attitude of respect and, and do it in a way that, that leads more and more people like Apollos to fervently preach the gospel. That, that's a win-win. That, that, that's the gospel going forward. That is the ancient way for our modern day.